Alrighty, guys. Thank you for that update. We'll talk to you before we finish out today. Right now, we're going to welcome in our next guest. We've got Ann Rinke joining us from the TIA to talk a little bit about double brokering, the topic that is top of everybody's mind. And thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. Good to see you both. Anthony? And, and jumping <laughs> in. Oh, I, have, I don't have any audio right now. So, and jumping into it, when we're looking at double brokering, a lot of the times ownership can really be on yourself because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of folks to hold you accountable. When we're looking at double brokering, what can be done from your own perspective and really educating yourself in order to really be ahead of the curve? You're you're exactly right. And you all have been covering this uh, and we have been like holy rollers on the issue. And we've established a fraud task force because we have some really smart people who are members of TIA. And we really have three objectives. One is, what can we do from a, a regulatory or legal perspective, right? So you may have seen that we sign on to a letter petitioning the Department of Transportation to start a, a, a fraud task force. So what does that look like? We want to get the, the regulators engaged because to date, they really haven't been. And then what can you do from an education perspective? So we have started a fraud course that's free for our members that really establishes, you know, red flags that you need to know. And then finally, what can we do from a data perspective? We have a lot of smart members who have a lot of great data. Can we co combine that data, anonymize it, aggregate it, and determine exactly what the financial and other time impact that fraud has on our industry and, and on the general public? I think that this is awesome because it puts a lot of the onus back on the 3PL industry itself. You guys are kind of saying, hey, you know what? If the federal regulators aren't going to do anything to punish it or truly criminalize double brokering, then we're going to take it into our own hands and make sure that it gets cut off at the source, that it becomes preventable instead of a reactionary way to treat it, right? And when we're talking about now a fraud course like this, that comes with a lot of continuing education. Brokers who've been in the industry for years and years and years can use a new or refresher on what to do to avoid these tips. And the new brokers who enter the space every single day absolutely need to enter with a knowledge of what double brokering looks like. Can you talk about who can really benefit from this if it is that day one broker or the legacy broker who's been here for decades? Well, here, here's the sad part of the reality of fraud is that they, that they, the criminals, the fraudsters, the bad actors are sophisticated and are constantly adapting. And so to your point, yeah, we have some folks who've been around the industry and understand and have seen almost everything, except for the fact that we have fraudulent schemes that are new and unheard of that our old guys are getting introduced to in addition to the new folks. So we're not only are we doing this fraud course, but we're thinking of adding it on to the other courses that we have, because quite frankly, you know, the digitization of freight is a wonderful, wonderful development, but it also provides so much easy fodder for bad actors to infiltrate our systems. And it definitely seems like as technology continues to advance, so does the technology for the criminals as well. So always looking to try and stay one step ahead of them is difficult. When we're looking at really moving forward, we're of course in a tough freight time for many people. When we're looking at double brokering, do we see this now really kind of being top of mind just because it's so hard to really continue to build or even maintain any margins right now? Uh, Anthony, I think you could not be more correct. You know, the last two and a half years was a freight uh, explosion. And so a lot of people got into the industry now that that 
uh, amount of freight volumes has just ticked downwards, you know, forever? No, certainly not, but certainly for this term. And so you have a lot more people chasing less freight. And so you have, in the best possible sense, you've got some desperate actors who turn bad, but you also have some rogue folk who got attracted to the industry during kind of the freight heyday. And so we've got to guard against both. So this is, of course, the point where, like I said, we cut it off at the beginning because there's really not a whole lot to do on the backside between if someone's caught double brokering, they lose their MC, but then nothing stops them from going up and signing something else. Do you think that if we now kind of arm the people, arm our brokers, arm our 3PLs, that it will almost capture the attention to make federal regulators realize, yeah, this is a truly, truly an issue and it's hurting people's livelihoods, it's hurting people, it's, it's defrauding them, which should be a criminal act. Does that help garner any more attention or are we still just waiting on the folks in Washington to actually understand how serious this is? Yeah, I don't think there's a lack of appreciation for how serious it is. At least I hope not, because we've gone in there and I know, you know, our other kind of uh, partners like OIDA and, and others have gone in to talk about how incredibly impactful this is and how it hurts people in the industry. But unfortunately, they, A, are resource constrained and B, have legacy sort of IT systems, et cetera, that haven't been modernized. And so it's almost like they're incapable of helping us cut it off of the past. I mean, if you have people who are registering for hundreds of MC numbers, and I'm sure you've seen that all over, you know, LinkedIn and other social media, there's a problem there. And if they're using a UPS store in order to establish their principal place of business, and that's not sending up a red flag to our regulators, well, that's a problem too. So we're hopeful that they can, you know, they have provided more resources in recent legislation. Perhaps they can turn that to really modernizing their systems. And in the meantime, we're going to use whatever tools we have at our disposal to try to head it off at the pass. And definitely sounds like there are so many things that can be done that we should be doing. And I love the approach of really kind of take it on yourself to really be your own hero in a sense, to make sure that you're staying vigilant and, and really being sure that you can stave off some of these fraud attempts. We're looking at double brokering and of course it's still going to be, as you said, a problem during downtimes and uptimes. Do we see any significant technological advancements that could really start to cut this off? Or is this really going to be something that kind of just continues to replicate itself almost like a hydra? Yeah, no, I mean, the Hydra is is certainly a reality, but I do know we have some really smart tech savvy people coming up with solutions using data that exists out there that is available. And they're, atten- they're intentional about it, using different resources of data. And, I, you know, I, 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 irrespective of who they are, they're really ingenious in saying, okay, this doesn't look right to me. This doesn't look right to me. Let's combine it. Oh yeah, that's a red flag. You shouldn't use them. Now, the only issue, of course, is that for the the mid-sized to big broker, that's not a, a significant cost to take on a subscription. But for the smaller guy, obviously, it is. So that that's why we we believe in this technology, but we also believe in the task force and doing whatever else we can to help both the small and the big guys. And and of course, you guys not too long ago had your conference and TIA is an amazing resource for a lot of individuals out there. If someone wants to get in touch with you or maybe become a member, how can you do that? Sure. Please go to tianet.org. And that is our handle across all social media. We'd love to hear from you. Amazing resources there. And thanks so much for joining us this morning. And I'm sure we'll get to hear from you again soon. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall because we have Kaylee Nix back with our next weather update.